Just don't even think about it. That makes me think about it more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How was your day in general? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Do I need to like say my name? I guess we should. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm part of the Uncharted Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Vincent. I'm also a chart of a, a chart, <laughs> a part of the Uncharted Spirit. And welcome to episode one, Emily. How do you feel? I feel very nervous. Oh yeah, it's very. It's different. very weird to talk to you with this microphone in between. In us. between us, it makes me very aware that we're having a conversation. Yeah, and I'm like overthinking the conversation. Like, what do I do? What do I? Am I saying the right things? Well, I also feel like it's. I mean, acting school taught me also. I mean, acting in general taught me that. After a while, you just forget that there is an audience there. You know, you just get used to it through rehearsals. Not that we're rehearsing this, but it's just, it's like a learned behavior. Like if you're, this is why I don't do film. If you do film acting, they literally, the camera's like right here sometimes. And I'm like, how do you, how do you have a genuine moment when the camera's right there? And people, people, people do. do it. I can't do it when I when I dude when I get on camera like when people are like let me take a picture of you or like I'm gonna record this I'm like I turn into a robot like I'm like I don't know what I'm doing how do I act I always say I'm like I'm aware of every hair growing off of my body the minute a camera comes no I get that how was your day though it was fine I just worked and I took Ron to the vet and he was good well I mean he wasn't good but. He was good with the people. That's he's that healthy. Is good. He was very upset at the other dogs. He does not want to make any more friends. He's all friended out. He's, he's all <laughs> He's had a week of making new friends. I don't even know if his friends now are still his friends. Um, for those of you who do not know, Ronan is Emily's dog. New dog. New dog. Brand new dog. March nineteenth, right? I have I don't remember. I think that's the day. Because I got a cat that same day. Oh, then yes. I think it's still March 19th. I don't really know. Don't We're remember. both new owners of animals, new parents. Oh. And I, yeah, Arnold has his first vet visit tomorrow. I'm like, do I put him in a cat carrier to bring him or can I, okay. Yeah, put him in the, put him in the thing. I was just going to. No. Because if, if you bring him in there and you're just like holding him and he gets upset, he's going to fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you yeah. up. And then imagine like walking with him from the car to the door and he gets out of your arms. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. I just don't... If we're not putting him in a pillowcase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, was well... so funny. I think he made society. I was like, yeah, um, probably don't okay. tell him about well, that. Well, okay. So <laughs> my mom, when I went to go adapt, 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 when I get, went to go adopt Arnold, and my adapting. mom... <laughs> My mom's suggestion was to bring a pillowcase to put Arnold in because when she had cats, it's what like kept them calm in the car. So I show up to the Humane Society with a pillowcase looking like a like a dog snatcher or a cat snatcher. Cat snatcher. Like carrying a pillowcase, pillowcase. full of treats. Oh yeah, and, and I'm then treats. you stuffed it in your pocket. True. And it was like hanging out of your pocket a little bit. And I was just like it's the equivalent mm. of a man handing children free candy. <laughs> but for cats. Here's treats. Get in this pillowcase. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Blah, blah, blah. Hi, Arnold. And now look at him staring at us. So, yes, I did not put him in a pillowcase. But, oh, did I tell you that the fire alarm went off here? No. It was, I was supposed to go to the dentist before work. And I'm, like, about to get in the shower. And the fire alarm goes off here. And anytime a fire alarm has gone off, I'm like, Ugh whatever like I rarely freak out I don't I usually don't leave the building I'm like well the floor doesn't feel hot so I'm fine <laughs> I don't smell smoke so. so I was just like do 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 I was about to get in the shower and then I like panicked I was like oh, Arnold like I it's the it's now. the first time I've ever had an animal during a fire alarm and I freak out and I don't I like all I grab is my wallet my keys and my phone and then the cat 
and I don't put them in a carrier, nothing. I like took the time to switch my sweatshirt around to put the hood in front thinking he would just sit in the hood um, because I heard about that online um, and I wanted it to be all cute and it was not cute at all. He was freaking out obviously because of this loud noise and I'm like panicking, grasping onto him, holding him outside in the alleyway and then this other woman in my building comes out completely calm with two cat carriers and I was like, Ah, oh. I should have. Oh, so then I go and I sit in my car with him, and I'm just like staring at my building. I don't know what's going on, and I was like, "What am I gonna do? I just kind of have a loose cat <laughs> in my car, and I'm supposed to go to the dentist and then go to work, and I just have my cat." Like, yeah, literally. Because then I was like, "Oh, I could still go to the dentist," and I'm like, "No, I'm not just gonna leave my cat in the car and then what? He go up your seat and then go to work and have him what?" Not gonna bring him to work. Oh nope. 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 (laughs) He's not it's not that type of setting. So, um what I learned that day, A, that I actually do have a paternal instinct in my body to protect this animal. Mm -hmm. But also B that I was not prepared. (laughs) If you are adopting an animal, this is to you at home. Be prepared for your fire alarm to go off. (laughs) Put the carrier next to the door. (laughs) Right there. Food and water and a backpack. I actually, um... He was freaking out, too. He's like, I actually, like, have my my backpack now is full of dog things. And, like, it wasn't even really on purpose, but just hearing you say that, now I'm like, okay, well, we're ready if something happens. But every time I take him, like, out to the park or something, I bring my backpack, and it has, like, his little bowls in it, and then it has food in it, and then water, of course. But I didn't even think about, like for emergencies yeah. i mean i don't live in a building like an apartment building like this like you do true but even still like i didn't even think of that so. and i live on the fourth floor it. too so i like i i'm just like picturing you like romping down the stairs with a cat carrier in your hand like ah you no know, cat <laughs> carrier it just... on the wall. no i know but like n- like next, next time, time Move! like ah, oh, my God, oh. yeah 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 <laughs> I have a cat. And he has to get out. <laughs> yeah, I um I I you know, it's it was just one of those things where like I had thought about getting an animal for a while and I do feel ready, but it was just one of those things. But like who thinks ahead? Who's like Sorry, I had to put my teeth in. Um I just got Invisalign. I'm not I'm not wearing dentures. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's not when you adopt a cat, your first thought is like, oh, when my fire alarm goes off. So I learned a valuable lesson that day. And I went to the dentist and work unshowered from the gym because I didn't have time to shower anymore. That's why it smelled so bad. (laughs) Oops. Oops. I mean, never mind. Great. So let's, let's like jump right into this first episode. Um, I guess... So, you know, we have some ideas of how we want to format this, and this is our first real, like, go at it. So, for those of you who are listening, hi, Mom. Um, Just bear with us as we kind of figure this out. Um, In, I guess, let's start with, who who are you? (laughs) That's a really hard question to answer. Can I I abstain? Um, I would like to say I don't know. I guess when I say who are you, I guess I mean like what give let's act like people listening have no idea who we are, even though all of our listeners are going to be people who probably know us and pity us enough to log in. Yeah. And they're like, I have to, (laughs) I have to give them a list. I have to do this because if I don't like, I just, and they put it on while they're like doing the dishes. Yeah. The water's running. They can't even hear it. They can't even hear it. But they can be like, oh, it's playing. I listened to your podcast and I heard you talk about pets. Yeah. It's playing off their phone, but on like one click of the volume (laughs) up and nothing else. And they're doing anything else loud and proud. (laughs) Vacuuming. Like, no, but just like who, okay. Cause like what, I guess let's start with then what the podcast, what we want from it and then introduce ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just want to make people laugh. Like I think make we're hilarious. We are. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, so that's. I I would like to just get more comfortable with expressing the way that, like I think, and like, I guess give people kind of a a closer 
look at me and the way that my brain works because it works like a pretty interesting way. I agree. So. And that's what I, so podcasts that I, there's really one podcast that I follow pretty religiously now and it's Sibling Rivalry, Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen. We are not being paid to promote them. I just love them. <laughs> um, and like one reason why I log into that, that's the one we listen to together. It's just because I like them. Like I like hearing what they think. I like hearing how they express themselves and um they're funny and i can say at least for me so emily and i um started on our journey in recovery pretty much right around the same time this time this journey of recovery right around the same time and we knew each other from outsides and then we ended up very recently started working together and even more recently we shared an office and so our friendship really got to grow blossomed 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 into this what is that really i wish i could remember there's this flower i don't remember where i don't i don't know it i hate flowers i know you hate plants the worst office partner i've ever had (laughs) (laughs) i i come in so for a little backstory i come into me and vincent's office one day and I'm like, okay, I have all these plants. Aren't they beautiful? And I'm just talking about the plants because I love plants. So that's something about me. I love plants. I love animals. I love nature. I love anything that is natural and like grows outside and has life in it. Um, so I'm like all excited because my one of my coworkers gave me all these plants and I come into the office and I put them down <laughs> and I'm like, look at how nice these are. Like, blah, blah, blah. Do you want this one on your desk? And he just looks at me and he goes, I hate plants. (laughs) And I was just absolutely devastated. Absolutely devastated. And I was like, I'll just fine. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, I said we could keep, we could keep them in the office. I'm not like so against them that I'm like, get them out of my space. Yes, we did. We did keep the plants. But I, I find. But they were not anywhere on your side of the room. Nowhere. They were not allowed. Illegal. They were illegal over there. My, okay. Here's, okay. One. They're so unruly. Like, don't give me that face. Like, they grow and you just don't know. They, they, I can't you're describe it. You're unruly too. It's, you grow I, and you're a mess and you make poop they, and you. <laughs> no, they just like, they're so, un, first of all, they're like unpredictable and you don't know how they're going to grow and they could be ugly. And like, then I think of bugs and then I think of watering them. And to me, visually, they're not uh they don't pleasing benefit you. indoors they don't benefit you i don't mind them outdoors because they give you the air that because <laughs> they're absolutely vital to breathe no i don't um no whatever my sister has a ton of plants a ton and she's plant sitting for a friend which i was like i didn't even know that was a thing That's... but it is her friend like left the city for like months and needed oh, somebody to watch her like, plants yeah so you go to my sister's apartment and it looks like a jungle, a jungle, literally. And I walk in and I just remember, I didn't know she was plant sitting and I was just like, my sister, she's lost it. She has lost it. <laughs> the crazy plant the, lady. Literally. And she, every time I go over, she's like, she literally gives you a tour of her plant. She's like, and I got this one here, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get the attraction to it. And if you enjoy growing stuff, but, um. Then she told me she was plant sitting. I was like, oh, thank God. I really thought you had gone off the deep end, the number of plants that you have. Um, See, I love plants, but I'm not the, like, plant tour person. Like, I'm I'm not going to have you come into my house and I'm going to be like, so this is my Escalafla. Hydrangea from the Amazon. Blah, blah, blah. No, <laughs> this I'm is like, my palm tree. I actually don't even acknowledge my plants. This- <laughs> they just are there. I give them water and I send them good vibes and they thrive. And this palm it. frond was waved on Jesus Christ himself <laughs> on Palm Sunday when he rode in on it and it stayed alive through all so of this, this time. time. It's now a holy palm. Um, yeah, so we were office and you know we'd always had a really good friendship and right before COVID we were really in a swing of um, kind of getting dinner every single week together Um, and then of course that all shut down and then uh, yeah when I started working there yeah there was like a lull in our friendship when COVID first started we were just kind of like separate well because we had both just moved yep we just moved into our own homes. Mm-hmm. 
which was it was very the timing was really cool because at the same time we were both like yeah I, I got an apartment by myself yeah and like we were the only people that I knew that did that mm-hmm. like straight from like in recovery in the beginning like that we're able to go from where like the sober house yeah to an apartment by themselves yeah so that was cool but then covid happened and i was like well everyone, wow. i'm so i'm one of those people that i was like i'll just go outside mm-hmm. i'll go outside i spent the whole spring last year outside hiking we were like doing waterfalls and like all, all this stuff like with my friends we were we were those the rule breakers we yeah, I was not. Then the, we'll definitely have an episode about COVID because it's Emily just recently um, got over COVID. <laughs> I just COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, so when we started working together and sharing an office, we were having a lot of conversations and a lot more. And Emily has always been someone that I highly respect and listen to um, her advice. But on top of that, I literally looked at her one day and I was just like, we're funny. We're like really funny people. At least we think each other is funny. And I was like, we could, I had this thought of like, we should start a podcast. We should just sit down and talk to each other, but on, on microphone, on microphone, on microphone, on recording, on, I don't know. And it's not on camera, on camera. Well, especially because we also are very, the, the, really the crux of it is we're very different people when it comes down to it. Like the way we um see the world the way we politically align the way we (laughs) like there's so many things that like kind of point to us really not not being friends and yet through recovery and through spirituality and through having this common ground this common solution this common way of thinking like even though our instincts may be very different the way we view the world the lens we choose to put on looking at the world actually is very similar um, and very diligent about spirituality about recovery about you know keeping our programs first and things like that and we I was like Emily we should we should do this (laughs) and I was like yeah hell no I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know that I was like, definitely not. Or I thought it was a joke. I think that I started laughing and I was like, you're really funny. And like, thought that it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And then you brought it up like... Multiple times. A, a lot more times. <laughs> A lot more. And every time you bring it up, I'd be like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't think so. It's, it's like my approach. Or, and then I, but then I think there was a time where I told you, like, if you, if you, um, like do it, then I would participate. But I still was like, eh. Uh, well, eh. it's Cause like, I didn't think that you would get all the stuff and do oh, all yeah. the research. Like Never. I was like, I always make mistakes like that where I, I underestimate a person's like want to mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, man, If I don't want to do that. But, like, if you do all the legwork, like, I'll show you do up. all the work, I, I'll show up. And then I always have to do these things it's, that I just... It's exactly <laughs> like my approach to men. If I do all the work, hopefully he'll just show up. <laughs> I want to slowly... I slowly take a man and break him down, put in so much work that he's like, I... Have, have to, to show up out of <laughs> out of human courtesy. I have to show up and pity this man. This that has been all of the sex that I've ever had in my life. Pity sex. Um, that's not true. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, and actually, speaking of my mom, what you were just saying made me think of. There's a story. My sister and I, when I was in seventh grade, my sister and I wanted a cell phone. Like it was, you know. Like you wanted one for both of you? Well, or we each, each wanted, wanted we wanted to have okay. a cell phone Well, in, in my general. mind, you're like, me and my sister wanted a cell phone, and I'm like, you guys are going to share a cell no, phone? No, no. Um, so we wanted, we wanted a phone so bad, and we asked our mom, and our mom, thinking, you know, my mom being like the sly, cunning woman that she thinks she is, wow. she was like, we, um, you can get a phone when you can buy it. You know, not the plan, but like the actual the phone. actual, yeah. So me and my sister, we go to our rooms. We literally collect like every penny dollar that we have. 
and we get it all together and we're like, oh, this isn't that much. Then we do some research. That weekend, no joke, they were doing a buy one, get one free. Like if you start a plan, yeah. you buy one phone, you get another phone for free. And we got a cell phone that day. <laughs> My mom honored her word, swear to God. Like, she honored her word. We got Sony Ericsson flip phones. Like, each had the same one. But, like, my mom, like, ate her words. But that is, I mean, that's been me. I, I think it's a part of my addictive personality and one of those character defects that can be used in positive or negative ways. But, like, uh, when I think, when I want to do something, I, like... I can perseverate on it mm -hmm. and I can really put a full thought and effort into it to a fault. Like I'll stop thinking about things that I should be thinking about. I and must put, do this thing. Yeah. Pull full, full effort into it. Like I, I can think of many times in my life where that's been the case. And this was one of those things that just, it sat so right with me because, and this is kind of, I guess like the next part is like what we wanted to do. What, well, when we got discussing like what, okay, if we did this, what would we, what would we do? You know, like I love our conversations and I love us as a pair, but why, why would we sit down why, and talk yeah, about why this? Why would people listen to us? And it really came to that. Like, I was like, number one, this is not any type of recovery meeting. Like, that's not no. what we're doing. We're not coming in and like, telling stories of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that's just not, we are going to inherently talk about recovery, but it is not any type of recovery meeting. Number one. And then number two, um, it, I didn't really want it to be about getting sober. Like I didn't want it to be for a new company. Now, if like there are new people in recovery listening to this, it's not like get the fuck off. You know no. what I mean? But, but it's not like aimed. It's not the target audience. It's not like a, it's not a, a, well, I don't want to say it's not a recovery podcast, but it's not like a, here's how to get is, sober. Yeah, yeah. This is what we did. Yeah. And what, like we're not, I'm not, I'm going to do my best not to really give any advice. Yeah. Here. Like, really just, that's actually a really good, that's a good point. It's not giving advice. Yeah. It's like fully, we are not experts. We're not trained professionals. <laughs> <Far from that. laughs> we literally just have personal experience and, um, view the world in a spiritually focused way and that's really what we want to kind of talk about and give our opinions on stuff I guess but never not really give advice and it's not about it's not about that there's so many like we both work in treatment yeah. you can say that yeah. we both work in treatment so we deal with new recovery people every single day and, and working in that type of setting and that's not what this is what do you in your words what what is the uncharted spirit to you? When you were just talking, I was thinking about that, and I had the perfect answer to this question. And then when you asked me the question, I completely forgot everything that was in my brain. All right, that's the end of episode <laughs> one. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. Keep listening to us. Um, um, no, so I think that to give a different perspective on things. Cause like you were saying before, like we both do our best to live by spiritual principles and, and live as good humans and like, you know, see the world in this, in this light that we see it in now, but we see it in very different ways. Mm -hmm. And like my way is no better than your way. Your way is no better than mine. And like neither well, of our ways. Whatever. That's a different. We can we can do a whole topic on that if you want. Me being episode. better than you. Yeah. <laughs> um. But our views on things are very different. But that. I didn't even think of the. I live right by a fire station. Well, when the thing started going off, I was like. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can hear it on the microphone. My ADD is really bad. It's okay. I just, I just want to say I know that there are sirens in the background to the people listening <laughs> Everyone, at home. I want you to know that well, I know. Well, we struggle with where to record, too, because neither of our apartments are perfectly, like, silent and quiet. Yeah, we don't have, like, a basement that we can, like, go and hide in. Because yours has the, the fire department and mine has, um, like, I have people that live upstairs for me. And I have a dog that mm -hmm. is, he's going to bark. Yeah. Ever since he got, he started, he barked the first time, it's, o it's over. It's over. It's he over. found his voice. He found his voice. <laughs> yep. He knows who he is now. But yeah, the, the differing views, for sure. For sure. 
I think for me, the way the way I kind of conceived it again, like sitting down with like why why sit down and create a podcast, you know, for me too, it was that you want to feed your ego. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're so well, much okay. better than me. Okay, well, I am better than you. But um, the, um, no, but the, okay, so I guess number one, yes, I am a performer by trade. Um, I went to school for acting. Um, I love to perform. I love talking. <laughs> I love hearing the sound of my own voice. No, that's not true. I say, you love I, hearing the sound of your own voice. No, I love talking and knowing that I'm talking. I don't like listening to the sound of my own voice. Like, literally the sound of my own voice, but that's my own internalized homophobia. Oops. Um, oops. So, oops. Oops. <laughs> Next topic. Um, so, yeah, I'm naturally a performer for sure, but um, it was that, you know, we're navigating... The uncharted spirit to me is we're navigating this part of our journeys that are not as not as um, structured. They're not as delineated. Like, I felt like early recovery was so do this, do this, do this, do this. It was very like structure laid out planned. This um, is what we're doing. This is it. People, this is how people get into recovery. And if you follow this way, you're going to get into it too. Yeah. So then we got into it and now, you know, we both have a little bit of time under our belts. Not a lot, but I mean enough, good amount, amount. a substantial amount. Um, but now it's that uncharted place. Like we're not brand new, but we're not all the way like old timers who have their whole life together and they're just like chilling. Like it's very much this space of like, all right, you are sober, but now what are you going to become, you know, and how do you navigate things like, and so the way I kind of saw this was like, let's talk about these things that we're navigating. Like we have um, a list of ongoing topics to talk about and it's things like savings accounts and careers and, and losing weight and cars and glizzies. Glizzies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I still don't understand glizzy. Urban dictionary. It. If you've never looked it up, see what the kids are doing, but um, the kids are talking about the kids are talking, but um, we could do a whole episode on urban slang and we could just put up a list of, new slang words and, try and, and just guess what I mean. talk about yeah <laughs> just just talk about them and yeah and just like how how we're getting through this you know and how we're building a life worth Sailing living this ship yeah there's no map there is no map well that's we played around with that we were we took a long time to name oh yeah it, that breaks all the time oh. um, everyone i just i just pulled the little i'm playing with a fidget spinner and I pulled the little circle out, and I got really scared that I broke it. But. She's really upset that I'm better than her, so she's trying to tear my world I'm just apart. destroying <laughs> your fidget spinner, the, so you can never, <laughs> never, you can fidget, never again. fidget again. <laughs> um, oh, now it keeps falling out. Yeah, it takes a while to stick it back in. Oh. 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 <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, so how we kind of do all these things and stay sober and, and keep building a life worth living a life that I never really thought I would ever, ever have. Live. Yeah. Um, I just turned 26. I did not think that I was going to live this long. Oh yeah. Why's your birth? Oh, she had her birthday in quarantine too. Yeah. It was a quarantine birthday. I didn't, it was, it was wait, it was can fine. you talk about what your best friend got you? Your, your wife. So my wife, my wife, my, my I've best. never seen Borat, but I quote my wife like I've seen <laughs> Borat. And this is the first time I've ever said it out loud. I've actually never seen that movie, but I quote it all the time like I have. There's a movie that I quote all the time that I've never seen, but I don't I don't know what it is. The right Passion now. of Christ. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I've know. I'm talking it, a lot about Jesus so Christ. Today. I don't know. Alright, anyway. Um your best friend. For my birthday, she got me um well, I guess I just have to tell the story because if I just tell you what she got me, it won't be as funny. Sure. So I was in quarantine for my birthday and my best friend had just had COVID. So we were like, well, you're technically, according to sources, immune, mm-hmm. right? The doctor's like, you're immune for like whatever, three months or however long it is. So and we're, we're not like, quarantine officials. We're not COVID officials. We just read articles and make our own. Yeah, the doctor. Judgments. The doctor just told her. Yeah. That. Um. So we were like, well, we can hang out then because you just had COVID. I have COVID <laughs> now. Yeah. But that's fine. 
Um, so for my birthday, she was like, I'll, I'll come over because she was the only person that I was like close enough to me that I would be comfortable with like having come over my house. I knew like one or two other people that had COVID at the same time as me that I probably could have seen, but I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, or it was just didn't work out. So she was like, I'll come over for your birthday and, um, I'll bring your, I'll bring your present. I got you this really cool thing and blah, 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 blah. So my birthday comes around and the day my, that my birthday was, how many times am I going to say my birthday? I don't know. You're special. You want to keep count? Yeah. I'll go back and listen to it. One of those little clicker things. Um, At home drinking game. <laughs> how many <laughs> to times a, to a is spear, Emily gonna say to a my podcast birthday? about two people who are in, in recovery, recovery? Let's let's turn every <laughs> every episode into a drinking game. <laughs> um, the day that it was, uh, we normally go to a meeting that night, mm-hmm. and um, so she's texting me and she's like, "Yeah, my boyfriend's gonna drop me off after the meeting. Like, I'll bring your present and all this stuff." And then a little later in the day, she was like, "Oh, my boyfriend is gonna drop it off and then come and pick me up because there's not a lot of room in the car." And at the time, like, I didn't think anything of it, so I was like, "Okay, cool, sounds good. Like, uh, whatever." She's like, when he texts you to go outside, go outside and, and like get it. And I was like, well, do you want me to wait until you get here? And she's like, no, it's fine. I, I just want you to open it as soon as possible because it's like really big. And, and uh, don't worry, I have the other part of it that I'll give you when I get there. So it'll all make sense. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, what? what did she get me and and honestly like for some reason my first thought was like some kind of exercise equipment like <laughs> i don't i don't know why you're fat i don't that's what I your best friend's telling you i don't you. know why that like i guess was it makes the sense first thing that came into so my head was like because she's like oh he needs to set it up and then like i have the other part of it so i'm like what what can be so big that you can't go in the car with it Mm -hmm. your boyfriend has to set it up and then it has another piece that like Mm -hmm. you have i was like what what is that it's a bow flex well that was like (laughs) i don't know why that was my first thought because she knows that there's nowhere in my house that that would fit like i don't whatever so her boyfriend texts me and he's like go outside And so I go outside and he's still in the driveway and I like talk to him for a few minutes and then he's like, go open your present. And I was like, okay. So I walk over to it and I'm like looking at him, waiting for him to leave because I'm like, she's at the meeting. Like you need to go pick her up. It's late. You're running late. Like I'm concerned because she's at the meeting too late. So I go over to the thing and I'm like, okay, maybe he just wanted to see me open it, Mm. whatever. I open the box and I like take off the tape and I open the first two flaps and I'm like looking down into the box and there's like this white thing and I thought it was a trash bag and I was like okay so she put it in the trash bag and then all of a sudden it started moving and Miranda jumped out of the box (laughs) in a full hazmat suit with a face shield and like a KN95 mask and she had gloves on and they were like taped to her arms like the whole the whole quarantine like whole suit and she jumps out of the box with a little cake in her hand and she's like happy covid birthday and i was so scared she got me so good i had zero idea mm-hmm. like normally i'm pretty hard to scare like i don't I, I just can, like, sense something is going to happen. It's really hard to get me with, like, jump scares. It's really hard to to set me up like that. But she just, she did so good. She had me. Hell she yeah. had me all day. And I was just like, you got that. Like, you, you got win. that. You win, dude. And then the other part of my present was, like, the actual gift. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, that was the... That's why she was like, I have the other part and you'll get it. You'll understand it after. And I was like, oh, mm. it wasn't a bow flex. I can see <laughs> oh. oh, it's not a bow flex. So, Should I get you a bow flex? Is that what you want? No. 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 
No. I remember being a kid and like my parents would always buy like workout equipment because my mm. dad would be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out. My mom would be like, I'm going to ride the bike thing. And they would buy it and then it would just sit in my basement. Sit there. No one would use Dust it. Collection. And then us as like 10 year olds would be like, yeah, let's go <laughs> play in the workout stuff. Breaking things and whatever. I remember in high school, my mom and I decided to start going to the gym and I like vividly remember us like waking up and trying to go to the gym like 5 a.m. gym people it didn't last long no I I can I can viscerally remember I actually think about this word viscerally I love that word am I using it properly yeah Visceral. I don't know. Like a physical memory. Maybe. Oh, God. I'm not really I'm pretty sure I'm using it right. That's okay. I used the word martyr wrong the other day in something that I wrote that's, like, going to go up on social media, and it's too late for me to change it, and I'm like, well. Well. In whatever. what space are you using the word martyr on social media? Um, I sent in part of my recovery story to uh, a, uh-huh. to yeah, a yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And, um... I said that like I used to act like a martyr and then I looked up the definition of the word martyr and it like has to do more with like religious things and stuff. No, but it's... But like my actions spoke like a martyr. Like I was like dying for you. Like, oh, no, just, no, you like, used it right then. After I looked it up, I was like, wow, you're an idiot. No, no, no. That's the right <laughs> use of it. It doesn't have to just be religious. Also, can we talk about my ego a little bit? Yeah. I've seen that I think I know exactly what page you're referring to. And I've been seeing all these people post, and I'm like, nobody's asking me. <laughs> and then I think about so it. So just message the thing and be like, Well, I think about it. I don't want to write that. It's mine is, long. Mine is not that long. Okay, some people will like no. novels. Well, I didn't write mine that long because I, um, to be totally honest, won't read them when yeah. they're that long. No, me neither. So I wrote mine as... The minute I say see like, more, I'm like, nope, scroll. Mine will have a see more, but it's only like a, like two paragraphs or something. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, so I viscerally think about this. So when I so now I teach indoor cycling 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Crazy. And every time I'm driving there, I drive past the zoo on Elm Street, and there's people like working out so early and I viscerally remember that feeling of like that early morning wake up and like forcing myself to go to the gym, you know, weight has always been like a huge, you know, thing for me. And we'll definitely have a, an episode about that. But, um, I don't know why I'm telling this. Oh, cause of the, the Bowflex. Yes. I won't get you a Bowflex. No, don't. I also, I had a birthday in quarantine this year too. And it just, it was uh, very depressing. I ate a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs, and I laid in my apartment all alone and threw myself a pity party. And it was a lot of fun. I highly suggest it. So, um, I guess let's, um, yeah. So that's what this podcast kind of is. It's, uh, our take on navigating the uncharted spirit. Basically just us rambling. Not rambling. <laughs> rambling, yeah. Who cares? I think it's great. I agree. I think you're great. I think you're great. I actually think we're doing a great job. So do I. I'm very proud of us so far. But I do think we should kind of... I know I literally just two seconds ago said it's not about telling our story. But I do think we should give what we feel is like pertinent information. Um, kind of like what qualifies... What? Who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> what? What qualifies me for what though? Like to do this? Like what? What? Just talk about a little. Like base. Okay. Like I want to say things like. So that's what I'm struggling with here. Is I'm like I don't know what we're saying. Like how? Like this is what happens anytime. So I did an interview for work, and I was like, Who the fuck interviewed you? Someone from like corporate. Oh, okay. Like a long, it was like a long time ago. Okay. Um, Again, my ego. I'm like, why am I not being? <laughs> no, it was a long time ago, and they were like doing all these things for the website, and they were like putting up staff, gotcha. whatever. Yeah. Um. But I was just like, well, I don't know what to say. What details do I leave out? What details do I put in? Like, what's important? And that's where I get like. So I'll go first. What I like, what I'm thinking of is. So, my name's Vincent. I am a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. Uh, my sobriety date is November 3rd. I almost forgot. 2018. <laughs> I celebrated two years last November. Um, 
Yeah, and reco- like I guess that's really all I guess all I meant is that I'm a man in recovery and um I I actually just talked about this in my uh, I'm in school right now in the class that I'm taking. Um I talked about we had to like present our developmental timeline. Like you had to quote things from like times earlier in your life like specific events and what developmental theory applies to that and blah 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 and um i went through kind of my addiction slash getting into recovery process and there's um a developmental theory called the humanistic perspective which is about each person is innately good and strives to reach their most potential self and you just empower them through you know um encouragement and blah blah blah. it's like that setting where it's like you can do this self-empowerment things like that um self-actualization maslow's hierarchy of needs things like that if you're into psychology and i really labeled like that was my recovery journey like uh you know again i i know i said we're not going to tell story our stories but for me i just getting into recovery was a journey of learning how to love myself um and today i have a relationship with myself that i'm willing to travel an uncharted spirit but just you know i mean like i'm willing to have a life worth living today and while that's terrifying to kind of pursue i'm willing to pursue it and um yeah i'm very grateful to be sober i've had a really honestly a really rough few weeks but i'm still sober you know um and what qualifies me i guess is more just like i have some experience I have a you I have a I have a brain. <laughs> I'm you able do? to talk. I know. What? I'm able to talk and like um yeah, and like I said earlier, I'm a performer and I love to I love to talk. I love to give my opinion. My my job entails literally sitting in a circle having conversations like this all day and I love uh, of it. Um but I'm excited that on this we can have conversations more about in-depth things. Um I'm super gay. Yeah, you are. I'm super... Okay. I'm super... I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> just, just, I love rainbows. I, and... See, I... Okay, I do. I don't know if I love rainbows. That's the thing. This is a tangent. But I struggle this with people... This whole thing is a tangent. I know. So. I struggle with... And this is a part of hating my voice. I struggle with not coming off as masculine when I consider myself masculine and when people say I'm flamboyant like I take that as such a negative but that's such internalized homophobia and all this stuff a whole nother topic but this committing to doing something like this and knowing my voice is going to be out there out there like <laughs> I don't think we're going to have like fucking worldwide viewers 10 million viewers in the first week just willingly putting my voice out into the ether is actually a huge step for me um you know even as a performer like when i sing i'm so so overcritical of myself um and this is a journey of just like accepting that this is how i sound whether i like it or not my mom keeps calling me you don't need a mom you have a podcast my mom keeps calling me just like nonstop. hi mom um so yeah i uh i am a man in recovery willing to be spiritual I'm spiritual to the best of my willingness. And TBH, my willingness has been very low recently. Um, I did talk to God this morning while laying in bed on a heating pad because I tore, tore. I pulled a back muscle last weekend. Um, so I was like, I'm not willing to get up, but I am willing to still lay here and talk to God and not go back to sleep. So I did that for like 10 minutes this morning, which I was happy with. Um, and honestly, I think a, a part of me of, of the excitement of doing this is self-accountability like if i'm gonna sit here and talk about being spiritual like i'm gonna go out and fucking yeah, do, it. Have like, to do it like that's why i learned managing a sober house is like holding people accountable is a great way of holding myself accountable because if i'm gonna tell someone that they should be doing it like i'm also going to be doing it yeah um, you can't just you gotta walk the walk walk the walk you can't just talk the talk um so what would you just I guess introduce yourself a little bit. Well, I'm Emily, and Hi, Emily. I am a recovering drug addict, alcoholic. Did I say alcoholic too? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you said. I don't. I don't. I don't, um, I don't discriminate. Maybe. Um, I have been sober since January fifteenth. I almost forgot mine too. 
I was like, is it the 15th or the 19th? It's the 15th of 2019 that's why because it's 2019 yeah that is tricky um so about two a little over two years um my journey into recovery was like i just wanted to be defiant (laughs) (laughs) i still have that defiant nature where like my first reaction to when someone is like, you should do this is no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because you're telling me that I should. I love to do things out of spite. Loved. That was a loved used to (laughs) recovered. Yeah. Um, the beginning of like when we met the beginning of my sobriety was just like one big fun time for me. Um, and then I started, you know, managing a sober house and things got serious. And then I got like a a job in treatment where I work now. And like, I had to really, like you said about managing the sober house, like I had to really buckle down my sobriety Mm -hmm. and really start like doing the things that I had to make sure other people were doing and like had to start calling like calling the people that I needed to call like making the connections that I needed to make in order to live this spiritual life and like stop doing the things that I used to do before I entered sobriety this time like in sobriety because mm-hmm. my my life was very messy and it didn't feel very good um so I got like really close to my spirituality and like really started to embrace that and explore that and now I just I don't struggle with the spirituality I struggle with like things being okay that's like my biggest my biggest thing is like when everything is okay I'm like what the hell am I doing Mm -hmm. what am I doing what do I do what am I what what am I supposed to do? Because I know what to do when everything is a mess. Mm-hmm. I know what to do. Um, I don't really rem- remember where I was going with that. Oh, that's a good place. But basically, like, I just exist. And I try to just be the best person that I can be every day. Despite, like, the thoughts that might run through my head throughout the day. Like, where I just am like this person fucking sucks, dude. Mm -hmm. And like my natural instinct (laughs) is I want to tell you that you suck. I want to tell you that you suck and I want to tell you that you're irritating me and I want to tell you to get the fuck away from me. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't. And I've learned today how to like turn those thoughts and that energy into something productive and being like, hey, like I just need a few minutes. Like One of the absolute most important things that I'm working on and, like, learning in recovery is how to set boundaries and, like, what... That's a good topic. What is okay for me and what is not okay. So, like, where you were talking about, um, like, self-love and and finding that that love for yourself and, and... that part of it the most important thing for me was like finding boundaries and like that goes hand in hand with self-love but like allowing people to treat me well and like not settling for the person who's gonna treat me like shit in all my relationships Mm -hmm. regardless of if it's like intimate or like a friendship or whatever like or a job yeah or a Mm -hmm. job or like any sort of relationship in my life and like having um like a standard sure for myself like i love that having values having like this is what i will accept and this is what i won't accept and like keeping to that because i know in my head i know what i will and won't accept but like the action behind it is a whole different story yeah. of being like, I don't like the way this person is treating me, but then continuing to allow them to treat me like that because yep. of my self-hatred tells me that I deserve it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I let drugs treat me for a... Oh, oh, <laughs> I let drugs do a lot to me, and I knew it was killing me, and I was still like, hey, hey. what do you want? Hey, hey you up? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Yo, drugs were not treating me right. And I was just like, hey, what's up, boy? What's up? <laughs> no, I very relate to that. I love that. See, I think that was great. 
you're so you're good. I think I think you're right. I think the minute you know what we're doing, you're very good at it. Maybe I'll just take the lead. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Well, I mean, I do have, like, what? I also think it'll be different when we have, like, a topic. A topic. Yeah, right now we're really right just... Right now we're just shooting shit. Yeah. Well, and also, oh. it's important, though. I. It sets the tone for the, the tone rest for of where them, we're going. For, like, how funny we are so everyone can come prepared <laughs> next time. Think. Bring the tissues. You'll laugh. <laughs> you'll cry. Um, I don't... Um, yeah, I, we are 49 minutes in, and I hope people have laughed. And it's who knows, who cares? I know I laugh, so I that's have all laughed. That's really yeah. And honestly, again, I told her I was like, I was like, who's even gonna listen to us? And I was like, well, I know what one listener, my mom, your mom, my mom. Hi, Vincent's mom. Hello, Julie. Um, I do have a question though. I thought of this while you were speaking, and I think this will be a great way for us to end it. Because um, I was going to ask you, like, what you're afraid of with the podcast. Blah, I was going to ask you that, too. That's one of my questions. Not what you're afraid of, but, like, what do you think is going to be the most difficult, like, part of it for you? But I want to hear your question. Scratch my question. Well, I want to... I, I think listening to myself. Um, I think... Um, yeah, listening to myself. And, like, committing to this. You know, like, you know, we want to do this pretty regularly. Get episodes out and getting in that swing of it. But I think once we get in the swing of it, it really won't be that hard. I think, like, for me, it's getting discouraged if people don't listen to it. Word. Word. Or the of minute people like, are like, I didn't like that episode, I throw the microphone Throw out, it all away. It's done. It, we're done. Burn, burn the it. house down. Quit That's Spotify. It. Yeah. Cancel my subscription. Um, <laughs> Delete all social media. Yeah. I, like, I definitely have it in my head of, like, oh, nobody will listen to this. And then the other voice in my head is, like, I want so many listeners. Yeah. But we'll see. Who knows? Literally, who knows? Who cares? I, my, that was, you just flashed a laser. She just flashed a laser in my eye. She's trying to blind me. That's it. It's over. And the cat's not even responding to it. Well, the cat bit me while you were talking. I have the, like a love bite. I have the worst, like, I don't want to call it ADD because it's not diagnosed, but like, I. You down with ADD? Yeah, you know me. I have been just playing with stuff I on love the it. table this whole time that we've been talking, and I hope that you can't hear it too bad. I hope they the, can. In the thing. They but I just, it. like, if I'm not doing something with my hands yeah. while I talk, I lose my train of thought. Usually I chew gum, maybe. Oh. That's a little obnoxious. Yeah, and then they'll have to hear me chewing. Like well, because the other day, <laughs> that's, yeah, I would, I would turn it off. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what was that no i that was frightening i i don't know if i've ever noticed how many noises happen outside of my apartment until we were sitting here thinking about the noise that some noises so happen in the alleyway both of our we reactions were just like frozen mouth open looking uh, around um no because the other day we went to chili's hi um and chilies. on the drive there i was like wow this conversation is like exactly what i want the podcast to be like and I was like, oh, but like we're like staring out the window. We're not like looking at each other. Like, is it gonna be awkward when we have to sit across the table from each other? But not really. You know what's funny? At the beginning of this, when I was like struggling with the microphone being here, I was like, I wonder if I just turn around. Literally. I just don't look. But then I was like, that would be weird because then I don't know what you're saying <laughs> because I'm really bad Up in at your own world. Yeah, deciphering yeah. words. If unless I'm looking right at you, I'm like. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, what? what? <laughs> James, you owe me soda. I don't drink soda. You don't drink soda. You don't even have seltzer. I don't. You owe me a CO2 cartridge. Okay, so what? my question. My question. <laughs> okay, question. Um, is, what do, you, what do you love about God? I love how much there is to learn about God. I just feel like I could learn endless things and when i say god like wh- when i refer to god i don't mean like the any sort jesus of jesus christ yeah. Superstar. i don't mean any sort of religious thing i actually don't really know like i don't have a picture mm. for my idea of like god um but I just love that there's like endless things that I get to learn. I about it like, or from it. From it and about it. So okay. like every day exploring my spirituality, like I get to learn new things that I like, new things that I don't like. Like I love to explore religions. 
Um, mostly polytheistic. Is that multiple gods? Is that the right word mm-hmm. for that? Yeah, because polyamory is mo- multiple relationships. Yeah, poly monotheism. Yeah, monotheism poly- is yeah. One. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I like to explore like the more you know, oh, <laughs> like different religions and like see like learn about them. I don't follow any specific religion, but I just. I love to learn about things that interest me. Sure. I had a really hard time in school because a lot of things that they taught us I didn't give a shit about. But you don't when give I, a shit about the Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> no, I don't. And I don't give a shit about y equals mx plus b. Oh, I do. I love algebra. Finding slope. Mm-hmm. That's the slope one, right? That is. Yeah. <laughs> I learned something in school. Yeah. I better know that. I took algebra two, three which vari- times. Which variable is the slope? X. No. Y. No. M. Yes. <laughs> okay, go. I might be wrong. <laughs> but if know. it's y equals mx plus b, then wouldn't it be y is the slope? I don't think so. All right, just keep trying. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love to learn, and I and my spirituality teaches me things. It teaches me how to be better. It, it shows me what I can do better and as long as I am open and like looking for that and like looking to see how I can improve I always will and it's something that like I don't want to say it just comes so easily because some of the things that I have to to look at and like do differently why are you looking at me like that (laughs) wait what were what did we say m was you said it was a slope oh I was right okay Okay, well, whatever. I don't do math, so I'm really bad at it. I'm just so happy I was right. I'm more of a science person. I was like a science... I loved algebra. I I loved language, too. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Um, I just love being right. I love being smart. I love feeling smart in stupid stuff like that. That is my old... That's like old, like, validations. You know what I mean? Like, Like, I used to... I knew what letter the slope was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the most usable knowledge ever. I know what the slope is to you. It's M. I'll see you on bitch. the slopes. <laughs> but I can't ski or snowboard. No, no ski, no snowboard. Isn't slopes another word for... Maybe. Wah, I don't wah, think wah. so. Yeah, right? Like, like her slopes. Like ski slopes? <laughs> I don't know. I think anyway. so, yeah. Like yeah, back in the day. I'm pretty... <laughs> I'm pretty sure slopes is a slope. Are you going to Google that one too? No, okay, continue. I do want to, I love what you're saying about God though. Um, God just teaches me things every day. And as long as I keep that, like, want to look at what God is teaching me, like, I'll continue to learn. And um, what was I saying? Oh, I was saying that, like, it comes really easily for me now where, like, I'm just most of the time am just like already looking for these things that like God is trying to show me but the it's not easy to change those things like sometimes I, I'll be doing something and I'm like yeah I really shouldn't be doing this like this mm. is not what I should be doing but I just I just do it anyway sure I want to do it anyway because I want to do what I want to do sure. that's my defiance that's my like that's what held me back for so long and like it's really hard to to kick that character defect if you will that problem mm-hmm. uh, that way of thinking and but I get to have it constantly pointed out to me so then in the end I'm like well you should have fucking listened Emily sure you should have listened and then I listen mm-hmm. because I'm like well we're done with that mm-hmm. don't want to do that anymore so I just I get to learn so much about myself and I get to learn a lot about other people through God too. Like I get to see like where people struggle, like when they don't have God, like that's a big thing is like seeing people who aren't like, don't have that desire and that willingness to, to make, have a relationship with God, like struggle with Mm -hmm. that. And, and, then I get to try and help. And I don't... I can't always help. That's another thing is I think that I can fucking help everyone if I keep... I cannot. Um, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I can't do it. It's very upsetting. Yeah. It's frustrating sometimes. But, yeah, just just getting to learn is one of my favorite things about God. What? Nothing. 
I'm playing with the cat. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not giving you a hand signal. Yeah, I was like, we're doing hand signals no, now? No, I was no, like, no. we didn't rehearse these. No, no, no. I know, right? <laughs> Wrap it yeah, up. No, like, no, no. I was like making a biting move yeah, on him. Now I understand. So, yeah, and I also just love the, just the kindness from God. Like, I'm in a place today where I can look at every thing that has ever happened to me and I can be like yeah that needed to happen like there was like a purpose for that like I was never my God is not a punishing God my God like teaches me like I've been like that's really all it comes down to for me is like my God teaches me so that I can be better and then I can get closer to God and the closer to God that I can get the more that I can be there for other people, be there for myself, and, like, live this happy, like, spiritual, recovered mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Should I answer it? Yeah. I think you should. As soon as I asked you, I was like... Wait, if I have to answer this, I don't know what I was going to, what I would say. I think I, okay. It, for me, God is a woman, which actually, have I told you a story about Ariana Grande? No. Oh. But I was going to sing the song. <laughs> so when I was out relapsing, I heard this, the song God is a woman by Ariana Grande. And all I heard was the lyrics, like, you believe God is a woman. I think and, that's all anyone ever hears in that song. And I heard it in the middle of being not sober and was like, oh, God is a woman. And I was like, this is a side. And like when I got sober, I was like, I need to listen to that song. It's going to bring me so close. To... That song is all about Ariana being so good at having sex that you believe God is a woman. And I was like, well, well <laughs> not exactly really. what I was going for. But I do believe God is a woman. At least for me, it works for me. Feminine energy works for me. What do I love about God, though? I I do... I love that... Um, you know, I love that... I love that it was a place where I could really learn um, unending love. Like, I really, I really tried to buy... Not buy into, but that is... In the beginning, I really tried to buy into, like... All right, what if this power, what if this thing loved you more than you loved yourself? And again, like self-love is such a big thing for me. And like, um, what do I love about it today is I love that it's a constant in my life. Like it's free and it's always there. That's a good one. It's free. And it's, it's, it's there. It's there when I need it. It's there when I don't need it. It's there when I use it. It's there when I don't use it. Um, it's this constant in my life, whether I'm on vacation, whether I'm in my apartment, whether I'm at work, whatever, like it can always be there if I bring it with me. It was so with us. Put it in your pocket. Yeah. And um more than more than just being sober today, it is um it's a way that I can kind of handle my life. And like not freak out about things and also get out of myself like oh my gosh like I've learned so much about like how many of my problems are really of my own making and how to not repeat those problems or that when I'm having a problem like through spirituality and through being with God like I can be like oh well here's where you're messing up and stop focusing on what other people are doing because I can't control anybody else even though I want to even even though my way works everyone my little robots she's always just she's always there you know and like it's what I think it's what I always wanted out of drugs I think people say that all the time but I actually don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that do they? I don't know it's like what I wanted that thing always there and this is and I'm you know do I use it to the utmost of my ability? no I could always be better and recently I've been really lacking but me too maybe this is a good moment for us to really get back with it yeah I am but I do I do I do love having spirituality in my life today um the word God doesn't turn me off as much and um, I used to cringe at the word God yeah like when I first got sober like I would hear people say that and I'd be like 
<laughs> arch my back, all my hair stands up. Swat at you. That um, yeah, I don't bristle at it anymore, and it means That's something. A perfect word. It means something so different to me than it used to. But what do I love about her is that you know she's kind and she's there and. Um, she will never leave you. Sure. I think that's where I'm at with it today. I want to grow that again. I I definitely used to rely on her a lot more. When I, I needed to, when I needed the obsession to be removed, and when I was like really struggling with being sober. But today, uh, the problems that I face, and this is what I want this podcast to really be about, the problems that I face today, I sometimes forget to bring them to God because I'm so like, oh, I'm navigating my life, mm-hmm. my free will, what are my choices? Mm-hmm. But like, okay, well, if I bring God into it, like, it's not just my choices, it's yeah. our choices. And if I'm making our choices, then I'm going to be fine. Well, and like, we all know where our choices get us. Jails, institutions, or death. No, it's true. Yeah, it I think is that's true. a good. I think that's a good landing zone. I don't think I'm going to even edit this. I think this was fine. I think we're really funny. I think this is going to be great. I do too. Thank you all for listening this far. I'm very, I'm very grateful. If you're listening to this right now, thank you so much. If you're listening to this right now, I'm very nervous still. I'm not nervous. <laughs> I feel great. No, I feel, I feel fine. I'm just like. I'm excited I, for a topic. I have this um, never-ending shitty voice in my head mm-hmm. that just tells me that I'm worse than everyone all the time. So, like, I hear you talking. I'm like, wow, that was so much better than what no! I No! But, like, it's not true. Yeah, it's yeah, no, I get true. it. And, like, I know that it's not true. And I know that, like, the things that I say are different than the things that you say because they have to be or else sure. this would be fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's what my brain my shitty brain that's what i call my brain my shitty brain my shitty brain when it's misbehaving my itty bitty shitty <laughs> my itty bitty shitty brain um Tells no me. while you were talking i was like wow i wish my relationship with god was that good so we're the same person well don't let that fool you like my relationship with god is really good but it can always use work it can always sure. use work and like at the same time though i get to this point in every couple months in my recovery where i'm like where's God? I don't have a relationship with God. And I freak out. But then like I talk to my friends and they're like, you, you, you have God with you. Like I love to compare myself to other people and compare the way I do things to the way other people do things. Yeah. And that is incorrect. That is my mistaken thinking. Stankin' thankin'. Well, we'll talk about that all on a whole nother episode too. I'm sure. I love you so much. Thank I you for coming. You Yay. And thank you for coming at home or wherever you're at in your car, on cleaning, bus, on the, the bus, subway, swwimming in, space. in the ocean. Oh my God. <gasps> I can't even talk about space. I love it so much. If All right. Space. Signing off. And I don't know. I was going to say <laughs> something clever and I don't have anything clever. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>